ladies, we need to be more comfortable with taking up space and being unapologetic for a lot of the things that we say and do. A lot of times I find myself explaining or over explaining things because I'm not sure of how somebody is going to receive it or take it. Um, Also, a lot of times I am a person who doesn't think things through. I'm just like action oriented, like let's do this right now and go from there. But I know that if I put a little bit more thought, it can come out a bit more tactful, whatever I'm saying. Let's discuss. That's Summer Walker's new album, Over It, that's playing in the background here. Uh, Summer Walker is one of my favorite artists right now because she's very unapologetic about who she is and how she comes off. She's aware of all her odd quirks and understanding enough of herself to show up however she is, you know, whether that's the quirky, fun side, or the quiet side, or the romantic, lustful side. I was thinking back to when I just uh, flew to um, Oakland almost a month ago to go out to a concert out there. Um, I was on the plane going there. It was a late evening flight, and I was sitting um, in the middle seat, um, by the window in the middle though and I was on the on the left of me was this woman and on the right of me was this guy this guy had no awareness or even care of my personal space he continued to lean his leg over into my area take up the armrest completely cough and just do all type of shit through the entire flight and it frustrated me and um, from Illinois to uh, California it is about a four and a half hour flight depending on where you're flying from in Illinois and so I was just frustrated throughout the entire flight but I want to say about two hours into the flight I started to you know take up space I started to lean my leg back against his you know I started to take up arm space I adjusted myself so that he was aware of my presence and would adjust himself accordingly and I think a lot of times us women have um we don't take up space. We don't know how to. We always are apologetic to, you know, anybody we might be offending or taking up too much of their space or their time or their whatever. But I say fuck that. Um, I'm a very loud and outgoing person and I do take up space and I'm finding myself being less apologetic about it. You know, I share an office space with, uh, five other people and I always give them the space um, to play music if they want to be the DJ you know of the day or whatever Um, but a lot of times I find myself trying to tailor my music to uh, cater to you know the audience of the office you know music that I enjoy but also that's appropriate enough for them and for our space but now like it's to the point where people are putting in headphones doing their own thing and you know they don't feel offended by me you know being DJ or the music that I'm playing But I'm just finding it a little bit hard at times to do that, you know, in the rest of my life, you know, when I'm interested in somebody, you know, if they have time for me, I make time for them, Uh, but also being comfortable with them um, not having time for me, you know, and filling my time with other things and not shrinking myself and being like, oh, well, let me be super accommodating and squeeze into your schedule because you say you have an hour and I live not too far so I can, you know, doing all that extra steps just to make somebody else feel good. And I find myself not doing it as much for myself. So 
we're going to do an exercise, guys, um, about taking up space. A physical exercise that we're going to do about taking up space. We're going to be talking about standing in power stance, you know, what that means, what that looks like. Also, just taking the sorries and the ums and the excuse me's and the pardon me's and out of my language a little bit more. And I'm going to ask you all to do the same. So let's take a second. The power stance that I was referring to is actually called the Tory power stance. It's a human body position notably adopted by members of the British Conservative Party. I don't know where they pulled this fact from, but this is like a Wikipedia like definition of the power stance. The posture consists of standing with the legs spread wide apart and the upper body relaxed. The position has been described. Colloquially as the Beyonce, after the performer Beyonce. So I don't know where they pulled this from as I mentioned, um, or whose opinion they have stated as fact. But I agree, it is a stance where you take up space. Sometimes your arms are bent and placed on your hips. Sometimes you're just standing, you know, wide legs and arms kind of extended a little bit away from the body, probably like give or take five or six inches. Or just like they initially said, legs wide apart, relaxed upper body. I would say that a power stance isn't relaxed. Like it could be your natural relaxed state, but like, It's exuding power, which is the opposite of relaxed. So stand up. Get comfortable. We're going to stand up too. Everybody's going to stand up. And stand in that wide stance. Open your chest. That means roll your shoulders back. Kind of pinching. But in a state where your chest is open, tilt your head up. So your chin should be facing towards the sky, not all the way back, but back enough. And kind of just stand there and allow your hands to be, I would say, about a foot and a half from the body. And just stand there. Palms open and upright. Take up space. Feels good. It feels like you've got fucking power. Like you're just gonna, ah! Or what's, what is it? There's that show that's anime that all boys liked and watched growing up. Dragon Ball Z. It makes you feel like you're just going to... That's what this stance does to me. So now, resume back to what you were doing. Climb back into bed. Sit back in that chair. Stay driving in traffic. Whatever you're doing, go back to it. Let's take a second. that stretch felt so freaking good like it now makes me want to go and do like other stretches and just start practicing yoga which I think is a great way to channel your energy so that you can better streamline it for when you are taking up space speaking of taking up space I feel like a lot of times in the business world um women are overlooked, which is nothing new. We're all aware of this. 
you know, men will take credit for things that we've done, um, even if it's in collaboration. But a thing I've been more intentional about is using my voice and my power. And sitting at a lot of these tables now, I'm starting to notice the women in the room with the power and how they use it. And sometimes silence is more powerful than words um, and just as accountable as action. What I mean is a lot of times um, women are seen as such serene and delicate things, but realistically are more ruthless than their male counterparts. And I sat at um, a meeting recently, and let me tell you, this powerhouse woman was just unapologetic. She was like, get it done. There is no excuse. I don't need to hear excuse. If I have 50 million things that I'm doing and I can get it done, you can too. And in my mind, I was like, but at the same time, I think that's just how we are. We just don't always show it or are usually apologetic about being that way. And it's crazy, like, that bias that we have um, when we, when we, you know, do that, like, or, ooh, she was kind of feisty. Like, what is that? No, that's just power. That's just being unapologetic about who you are and sitting in it and staying in it. Um, women can be serene and peaceful and all these things. But the duality of it, we can be just, as I mentioned, ruthless and, you know, tactful and intentional. All of my favorite words. Um, And I'm just starting to see more of it. And it's just nice and it's beautiful. And um, I know I've talked about Toni Morrison before, um, but I didn't read her work until this year. And she is definitely an author that made me feel as a black woman powerful. And that I can take up space and I can do what the fuck I want. Just like anybody else or any other man or any other black man. And we do have all our roles to play in life and how we move about life. But I feel like we are now at a place where my opinion in the business world matters just as this male's opinion. Or whomever's opinion. I knew this guy once. And recently he said to me, black women in the working world or in the business world is the demise of the black family. I said, what in the entire fuck? What? Do you, do you hear yourself? And he proceeds to explain, you know, a working woman or a businesswoman is stepping out of the home. She's stepping out And, you know, being more selfish and doing more things. And that's removing, you know, the family unit. And it's like, to a certain degree, I get that. But at what point does the male step up and take accountability for the household as well? It is not just on the woman to take over the household and take care of it and clean up after it. It is everybody in the household. And if you are over the age of three... You have to play your role in the fucking house too, whether that's cleaning, whether that's cooking, whether that's whatever. I think that um, we need to introduce to children younger how to take responsibility for their spaces instead of just cleaning up after them for everything. 
that's one thing I can say my mom did. You know, she didn't really want us cooking and touching the stove at a young age, but she was definitely um, very intentional about making sure we were cleaning up after ourselves, doing things for ourselves. My mother is very independent, so she bore two very independent girls. And that's one thing that I struggle with even into my adulthood is being too independent sometimes and not taking help from other people. But back to what I was saying about this guy making that bold statement saying that women working was the demise of the family unit. I feel like it puts so much false or a fallacy on who a black woman is, who a woman is, and is making her seem to identify only as one thing, which any and everybody are so versatile and we're not just one thing or just seen as one thing. So it just didn't make sense to me. And you all can best believe I haven't talked to this person since because I just was like, that's what you want your woman to be. That's who you see your woman as. And I hope that you find a woman who is willing to give you just, you know, the stay-at-home mom. Which there is nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom if that's what you want to do. But she should also be able to have her own dreams and aspirations as a stay-at-home mom. You know, or as a mom in general. I don't have kids. I don't even know if I want kids anymore. I'm simply fine with being an aunt, a godmom. Um, a friend, I just, all type of things. It's just, I know the pressures of being a mom and the sacrifices. And I don't know if I'm at a place where I can sacrifice to that extent yet, but that's mainly due to just where my current state of life is. Like, I like that I'm able to travel and do things on a whim and only worry about myself. Which on the counter argument to that is like when you do sacrifice, you do learn and grow more into yourself. And I hear that and get that. But I don't think I need to do that with a kid as of right now. And that is no shame to any of my friends or people I know who have kids and are able to balance and do it all. I just don't need to add that onto my life at this point. But what do you think? Do you think that women taking up space is the demise of anything or if it's the encouragement to show young ladies that they can do it all, they can do whatever they want and still have a partner and still have a family and be able to still follow their dreams? I think sometimes it's just some people need to let their ego die or their pride die to see some people for more than what they have seen themselves as. He identifies women as, you know, the caretakers, the, the, the fine objects. I think he sees women as objects, that he can do what he wants with them and to them. But we are individuals, and some women may be cool with that, and some might not. Ladies, um, never lower your standards just for a man because there are plenty other men who uplift you encourage you inspire you tell you that you can reach for the stars and they'll be right there along the way because 
your path does not, you know, deter them from theirs and vice versa. So be comfortable with taking up space. Be comfortable with saying no. Be comfortable with not having to explain yourself. Be comfortable with not having to apologize for menial things. Not everything deserves an apology. Especially when you mean it. And you you stand behind it. Do not apologize for it. So what if the person is upset? It is not your responsibility to take responsibility for how they feel about what you've said or what you've done. Unless what you've done was some bullshit and you do need to apologize because that's a part of being powerful too knowing when to hold them or when to fold them there's a song that says something like that let's hear it you gotta learn to play right you got to I have a lovely quote from Shonda Rhimes. She is a TV producer extraordinaire and goals all around. Uh, she believes that uh, tapping into the concept of taking up space in everything that she does, and it's a part of her mission. So she once said, Plenty of people will decide that you can't do something. Plenty of people will decide that this room is not for you to be in. Your only job is for you to decide that every room you are in is a room that you belong in and to remain there. I always think that's the most important thing, to feel like you belong in every room you're in. There are multiple ways to take up space. Remember the power pose we did earlier, physically taking up space in your workspace or wherever you're at, like spreading your things out, not shrinking yourself um, so it could be accommodating to someone else. And then also telling yourself, I deserve this. I deserve to be here. I've worked hard for this. My voice matters. I matter. You know, positive affirmations that'll help you get further for yourself. Telling yourself no, you know, when those negative thoughts come in, which is a play on cognitive distortions. Cognitive distortions are when you use negative thought um, to reinforce anything negative that's happening in your life. Don't do it to yourself. That is no way to live a fulfilling life or for you to be able to take up space. It's actually going to do the opposite. So a lot of times when I get negative thoughts, that come out of nowhere, I say no immediately out loud so that my mind knows that that's not what I'm trying to say or do at all to myself. But with that being said, you matter. Tell yourself you matter and that you love yourself. I promise you, it goes such a long way when you have a good relationship with yourself so that you can better take up space, get invited to seats at different tables, Be in the rooms that you feel you matter in.
Well, join me next time. You know, we're going to dive deeper into ourselves and find better understanding of self, find more peace, take up more space, be unapologetic about who you are and how you live. You're always growing, so don't be too hard on yourself. Hey, till next time. For those arrogant fucks, mainly the guys who see people trying to take up space and still will be dominant and trying to be controlling, step the fuck off. Go take a seat. Matter of fact, have several seats. You ain't got to be the center of attention all the time. Allow somebody else to get some shine. There's plenty of space for everybody else to get some shine as well. I know I said that this episode was for ladies and I really am wanting to talk to ladies, but guys, if you're quiet and timid and feel that you can't take up space or use your voice, take this advice, use it, stand up for yourself, tell somebody no, tell somebody, nah, you don't want to do it, it's not for you, or counter, yes, I would like this opportunity, I'm going to show you how I'm going to flourish, be great, because you are great.